Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz. Today we're going to talk about how God provides. Um, there are many people out there that will tell you that God only blesses us when we give in tithes and offerings. And yet God puts us, and that God puts us under a curse if we don't give. And yes, God does require tithes in the Old Covenant. And they were the ones that were under this curse. But when Jesus went to the cross, he paid it all for us and ended the sin, curse of sin. This includes the curse of tithe. Every curse is lifted once we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. But why does God provide? And what is our insurance that God will provide for us? Let's go to Matthew six twenty-five through 34 Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What will you wear? Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who are of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how lily, the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. In fact, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Okay, so the scripture tells us that God will provide for us, not because of our actions, but because of the of his grace that God provides out of our his love. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that doing a good deed doesn't get a reward. Um, you do God does smile on you and bless you for blessing those around you. But that's not um, but let's go ahead and continue to talk about the scripture or or to talk about this message. Um, God wants us to come to him with our needs. There's nothing wrong with asking God for money to help you if you need, if you're not pay, praying out of our greed, if we're not praying out of greed. You can pray for the, your desires too, but that does not mean that you will receive what you desire. God will give you what you need before he will give you what you desire. Tithing according to the book of Malachi and the curse that Jew, the Jews were under was because the priests lived in a, on sacrifices of the temple and the offerings that people provided. And the problem is people uh, started sinning and they uh, stopped providing for the priests. And therefore the priests were forced to, uh, to take care of their, to, um, to take care of themselves. But anyway, let's go ahead and read uh, Malachi 3, 6 through 15. I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. 
But you ask, how are we to return? Will man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings you are under the, a curse. The whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Because bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. I will prevent prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines of your fields will not cast their fruit. So is the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for your yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. You have said harsh things against me, says the Lord. Yet you ask, what we have, what have we said against you? You have said, it is futile to serve God. What did we gain by carrying out His requirements and going about the like mourners? Before the Lord Almighty, because n- now, but now, we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly, the evildoers prosper, and even those who challenge God escape. Okay, so during Old Testament times, the Levites were the only tribe of Israel called to the priesthood. Israel was commanded to make sure that the priests were taken care of, and when uh, the Israelites brought uh, the the um, offerings to the Lord, the sacrifice to the Lord, they um, part of that sacrifice was given to the priests so that they could provide for themselves, and so that so that they um, could feed uh, their their families, and to um, so that they could eat themselves. So um, so as a result, because the the Israelites quit giving tithes and offerings. Um, it turns out that he, the priests had to turn around and start farming in order to to make ends meet, to to um, to be, make sure they can put food on the table for them and their families. So um, they were under a curse from God because the Jews sinned by not taking care of the priests. When Jesus died on the cross and were given a new covenant. The curse was removed, but does that mean the church is off the hook, that we don't need to support each other? First of all, keep in mind that there is nothing wrong with giving in tithes and offerings. If your pastor is an honest and God-fearing leader, then by all means support him. But does God require us to still give to the church? Let's read Acts 2, 2 24, sorry, act, let's read Acts 2, 42, 47. Okay? Um, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers who were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods, they gave to every, anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of the of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved.
Okay, so the scripture tells us that the early church took care of one another. The early church willingly took care of each other's needs. They did it willingly. Okay, they weren't worried about being under a curse. They weren't scared of, of anything. They just, if they had the means to do it, they supported one another. So, um, no one forced anyone to do it. And the ones who were poor were not required to give, only those who had the means. And the Bible says that the early, that the early church member did not lack in anything because they helped each other out. And people never went, and Paul never went from place to place demanding payment. He worked for what he earned. And like the church, the early church practiced, we should, we too should help each other out with our needs. In other words, we shouldn't be giving because we're, we've, we're afraid that we're under a curse. We should be giving out of the gladness and the, um, and the love we have for one another and for God. Because when we bless somebody, um, God smiles on us. So, um, so we have to keep that in mind. No, we're not under a curse, but yet it's still good to share our resources with people in need and to um, help the church out uh, so that the church pastors can still feed their families and the church workers can keep a job. Um, so, so uh, and like the early, so, and we are obeying the Lord when we do so, okay? Um, when we give it, give not only provides for the, when we give, it not only provides for those who work for the church, but it keeps the church doors open. When we give to those in need, we are showing God's grace to another person, someone who is hurting and struggling. So God does not want us to be generous if we have plenty. So God does not does want us to be generous if we have plenty to share with. We are to share our resources to show God's grace. It does not have if we do not have the money, it can be anything else that we can use to help others. If we as the church start to practice what God wants us to do and get rid of our greed, we are ministering to those in need and not and no one would lack anything. And that is what God wants. He doesn't want his uh, church to lack in anything. For us to help one another and not just our friends, but our enemies as well. If we do so, we will be blessed because we helped those who needed it. So, this isn't a sermon saying I need money. So, I'm not going to say let's take an offering, let's not I'm not going to put a guilt trip on you to make you give, but um I just want you to know that the Old Testament church is required, to, I mean the New Testament church, forgive me, um is required to take care of one another. Not out of force, but out of willingly giving and being a cheerful givers. Um, so those who need, who need help, um, we should be helping them um, if we have the means to do so. Um, we should be giving money to the richest guy on TV. We should be um, making sure our own pastors are taken care of and those in our church are taken care of when they have needs. And that's what God wants us to do. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I ask, Lord, that you watch over us, keep us, Lord. Provide for us, Lord, I pray. Thank you for providing for us because it's your mercy 
that we that provides for us lord it's your grace that provides for us and we thank you lord that for that grace and mercy lord god we thank you for the job that we have we thank you for the homes that we have even if sometimes it seems like little and we just thank you for your great provisions lord in jesus name amen god bless you have a good day